Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. building has wordlessly pleaded with you to help with the uh, the people who are helpless within. Um, apparently the building has a sense of these people or they're part of it. That's hard to know exactly, but the people are still not moving even after having tamed the hounds. What do you do? I mean, I'm going to share that with the rest of the team here. Like, Hey, we need to get these people out of here. They're in danger from this glass. And I am going to, I think knowing that I was moving toward the ladder and the building still told me this, I don't think I'm going fast enough. So I am just going to hold on to Herman and hop off the side and let him float me down. That's exciting and potentially dangerous. (laughs) If that's the case, shoot. I mean, you're not going to just die at the bottom. So (laughs) Um, let's let's roll metal with uh, there's no hard move on the line. Right. Let's just see how metal you are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I rolled doubles and it's ones. Oh, good. So not very metal is, is what I'm hearing. Not very metal. Um, that sounds, that sounds worth a a twisted ankle probably, uh, as you descend probably much more quickly than you anticipated. Um, hit the ground, but you're a demigod. You can live with a twisted ankle. That's not the end of the world. What uh, what do you do at the bottom now that you've clunked <laughs> all the way down? Um, I don't know. It doesn't seem very efficient for me to just start going in and trying to pull people out from under the glass. Because how many are there? Um, a hundred or so. Yeah, so I'm not going to get that done. And Herman's also not going to get that done. Yeah, even if all four of you, five of you were going maximum speed, you probably couldn't pull all those people out from under the glass. You can get maybe half of them. It's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, the player, am smart enough to solve this. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there are lots of things we could do. Um, you've got, uh, well, obviously, we could save some of the people. Um, we could look at moves to, well, if anyone else has suggestions, too, let's just open that up. I kind of have an idea. Like, what I have in my head is that clearly this is some kind of magic that's doing this. So what I'm hoping, in my head, what I want to do is slide down this ladder as fast as I can, get into that building and switch my aura to like an aura of celebration. I want to just pump this up as loud and as hard as I can to get this like feeling of hope and invigoration through this magic to like affect their minds and make them snap out of this. I like the sound of that. So you, yeah, you slide down there, you run into the space where the glass is coming down. It uh, it does look like it's still like there are a few things kind of like floating in the air that seems like it's time has stopped versus like just a bunch of people who are stuck. Right, right. But I still I, I mean, you're a demigod. You have aura of celebration. It should be able to do something. So let's bend fate. OK. And uh, as Candy comes into the room and starts radiating her aura of celebration, uh, Draven, who has made his way behind the bar, sees the color change and knows what that means uh, and reaches underneath the bar and cranks the music playing up behind the bar. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> imagine it's kind of that grainy, um, you know, weird speakers in this echoey room, but it's with the aura of celebration, it's going to be something good. Uh, that is a nine. Okay, I like that. Uh, Draven, are you up for a provide aid? I am. I will uh, use my press digitation to clean the music and make it amplify more. Ooh, I like that. So you're going to roll two and add the number of tangles that you have with uh, candy. Uh, that would be a nine. Okay, so uh, if it was a 10 plus, you would also give candy a thread. But uh, seven to nine, you still get a plus one to your roll. 
Candy. So that brings you to a 10. And this party is going off. Okay, yeah. And I think I'm saying as much as like the color starts to shine from the hair and the eyes. Um, I am just holding up the phone again, like filming this as I'm spinning, yelling, it's time to party, bitches! (laughs) I love it. If you have a song off the top of your head, I'd love to know what song it is, but we don't have to. I think it's Party Rock. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. I mean, straight right. up, I was trying to think of something. Yeah, I think Party Rock yeah. was perfect. Like people moving. Okay, I love it. Party Reaper in the house. Um, yeah. All right. So, yeah, the the whole place, just this, this wash of light. Um, did you say it was like kind of a golden aura? I think it's these sort of like almost cotton candy bright colors of like uh, blues yeah. and purples and uh, green. Yeah. So that just that washes over uh, all these folks who were just kind of walking. And now they finally get to react to that sound they heard. Right. They, they were frozen as they were hearing that thunder crack. And the crowd also is. Like, hey, yeah, part, and then they, you know, their sense of, of terror is overwhelming, and they are unlocked and able to run out of the building as glass starts to rain down around them, but only, you know, basically no injuries from that, um, because all 100 people are able to sort of motivate themselves or dive under a bench or um, save themselves. So um, that is awesome. And if no one disagrees, I think it's epic. I, I think Candy should take a thread for that. <laughs> that was, nice. That's awesome. I agree. Oh, thank you. So we have gotten everyone out. There is now uh, sort of a, there's a security bells ringing. Security guards are coming around trying to figure out what's happening and getting people out. There's people coming out of the tunnels. Um, there was a whole traffic jam of people trying to get off the trains. So apparently down below, people were still moving. Um and there's just these lines of people trying to get out of Central Station. Um, and so Central Station is kind of a mess. But uh, for those of you who have tangles with the station, you you feel this sigh of like, this is a normal mess. This I can handle. Um, you know, traffic jams and annoyed people. And that's that's the lifeblood of a place like this. So that's, that's good. Nice. <laughs> Would I have a sense of what this accomplished as far as like, would that just have hurt a lot of people or did this save lives? You saved lives. Okay. Not, not all hundred people would have been killed, but sure. Some would have for sure. Okay. Well then that also checks off one of my once per session, which was save a life. Yes, you did. Any other once per sessions we should be aware of just good check in time. I don't think that technically counts as actually throwing a party. So I don't think I can invoke that. <laughs> that was just the one liner well, as I got him. Yeah. All right. I'll leave that up to you. I think it was a party. I'll ride that just being an epic moment. I think that's fair. <laughs> OK. All right. So the uh, central station is doing what it needs to do. And people are being escorted out. The trains are all on hold. The buses are on hold. There's a whole huge mess. But this is a normal mess at this point. Uh, what do you four demigods do? I think that I start pouring drinks for everybody until she comes back um, so that we can chat about this. Oh, also, the uh, those hellhounds are just kind of following you around. The the uh, you know, four of you, like two of them will follow you for a minute and then they'll go be distracted by something else. But they're okay. basically staying within the vicinity of the four of you. Um, and I think I'm showering all sorts of affection on them, too. OK. Oh, did Persephone send you? She did, didn't she? Oh, it's OK. You're so cute. Yeah, I, I think I'd be hard pressed not to buy a couple more hot dogs and feed them. <laughs> they uh, they participate eagerly. Um Aside from being the biggest, scariest canine you've probably ever seen, they mostly behave like dogs. So people are, um, you know, getting drinks who need to get drinks. Uh, Most people are just escorting, being escorted out. The uh, dogs are following and being showered with infection. And the question of who, maybe, we think we've answered that. Why were they sent is certainly in the air. And at what cost, you know, that so many people were endangered by this and your spindle itself, really, because if people don't come in and out of here, if this isn't a travel place, your spindle isn't itself anymore. That's a concern. If somebody had died here, they 
they would have shut this down. People wouldn't be traveling right now. As of now, it's just a mess. Does your mom, like, trade in favors? Uh, would I know that? Uh, or is this sort of a whatever I think about about the relationship? Yeah, we can we can inform that. Of course, you know, like, real-world mythology goes in so many different directions. Yeah. We can sort of, like, color it in the way that, uh, that you want that to work. Okay. Um, you know, just knowing the oddities of the Greek pantheon anyway, you know, they do, there's, seems like there's a lot of deals. There's a lot of, um, worst enemy one day, best friend the next, depending on what their goals are. I mean, I don't know. I think she might. Um, I just, I still, she seems so reasonable most of the time. I, I just don't understand such a need for me to just be gone. Like, I it mean, isn't my fault I'm here. Maybe it's not about you. Maybe she wants to, you know, have it in good with Ryder. Maybe she wants to have it in good with some of these new and up and coming gods. I mean, you shut this place down, you get some deaths in here, and it shuts down, and Ryder probably gets more powerful. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, also, you shut this place down, and you shut us down. Yeah, that's true. We're not four demigods on a team who pose a threat anymore. All four of you, I assume all four of you have cell phones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. All of you, your various uh, ringtone alert pops up as a message on your phone that your ride is here. Well, that's not fishy at all. And is ride spelled like R-Y-D-E? R-H-Y-D-E. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the app... The, the hot app that everyone's using. <laughs> Hold the phone up and turn around. Speak the devil's name. I'm interested. I want to go see the ride that's here. Yeah, I'm a sure. little pissed off. I think uh, a little talk is long overdue. Yeah, walk out and and see what kind of vehicle is waiting for us. Yeah. Is Denise back yet? No, Denise has just booked it. Like, she she went home for the day. Like, okay. just, <laughs> that's this fair. was a lot. I put up the little closed sign on the bar as we leave. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, yeah, good. So you close up for her. Um, Take the tip jar. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so you can give it to her later. Just the jar. Right? He dumps all the money out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you go outside, there's a lot of people coming and going, but you know exactly which car is for you in in the sea of all these cars. Um, there's one that just impossibly pulls up very smoothly. Like, how is it getting through this line of cars? It's it's like hashtag blessed to eleven. It's it's this massive, uh, you know, big black SUV. Nice. It's not Chevy. It's not a Lincoln. It's not, like there's no marking on it as to what brand it is, and it's almost like the essence of big black SUV. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see who the driver is. I want to look in the driver window before I get in. Um, there is a sign. That says, do not be alarmed. This is a driverless vehicle. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and it's just a little like you could see it from either side in, you know, and there's there's a little like, don't worry, little happy face on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm fully autonomous. I is, assumed it was either going to be that or a Minotaur. <laughs> is, yeah, just punches out the window and grabs me by the throat. Um, is there still a driver's seat? Uh, yes. OK, I'm getting in the driver's seat. Okay. Shotgun. Uh, I'm going to wait at, you know, the side door for uh, Draven to open the door for me. <laughs> I will press to digitate the door open. Thank you, honey pie. I love it. In the back is um, sort of like stretch limo accommodation. Um, the two front seats are very comfortable, but it doesn't have the kind of amenities that it does in the back. Uh, I'll uh, make sure to put the window up between the front and the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, we're just fighting over it. Yeah. I'm rolling it back down. You're rolling it back up. <laughs> Um, as you're doing that, the screen, there's a screen in the back and there's a screen up in the front, you know, like where the radio is. Um, if you're familiar with what a radio is, um, <laughs> both of the screens light up and they just have that, um, you know, that like wiggly line that's always represents, um, a vocal, uh, track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And you're like, oh, re record it, do a voice match. It's, it's that graphic. And it pulses as this uh, familiar voice. I, I think you two have heard from Ryder. I mean, you four. Um, I, I think you've had a conversation at least in that you knew Ryder was annoyed with you. And this uh, you know, stated enemy of yours says, thank you for getting in the car. We have not always seen the same way, but 
your mother has gone too far. Oh, I think also the hellhounds like hopped in the back. Oh, yeah, nice. oh, good. They hopped in the jacuzzi part in the back. <laughs> yeah, you, you you two are back there with like four pony sized dogs um, <laughs> who seem to take up more room than is possible. Fortunately, there's enough seating for everyone. The voice and in, in the screen says, um, "You did upset my plans with Central Station, but I, unlike many, acknowledge when I've been beaten. You won that round, and." Honestly, this has become a place for ride or die to propagate. <laughs> Everybody who comes out of Central Station needs a ride somewhere. And, and you could just hear in the voice like this like wonder and awe that had never occurred to this being. I can admit when I was wrong, but I'm not wrong now. Persephone would have killed all of those people, all of those people who just want to ride somewhere. It wasn't their time to die. So I want to offer you something. I will pay you, which is not usually how this works. But my associates, my pantheon, we're on the rise. We have great power. The pantheon of the internet receive more devotion and uh, worship than nearly any other being on this planet. We have great resources, including raw sources of oracalcum, which I know at least one of you has been looking for. Um, and so out of character, oracalcum is a, um, a, a special metal that's actual, um, actually, actual real mythology. I don't know what that sentence means, but <laughs> not, not made up by me, I should say. Made up by people long before me. Um, a mythic metal that is metallurgically impossible but um, it's often uh, bandied around in, in mythological settings. Um, We're actually all uh, originally Earth Dawn players, so we are familiar with. Uh, yeah, <laughs> outstanding, outstanding. Um, so the um, the context in demigods is that there are often coins, right? So an oracalcum coin is enough to like have a supernatural being do a job for a year or a year and a day or whatever sort of storybook um, thing is appropriate. Like Denise is probably paid in, you know, an oracalcum coin for the year. And that's, that's like way more than she needs. Um, and uh, Ryder is offering you each one coin uh, in, in this conversation. Can I have the car too? Uh I don't need it. It's just a really cool car, and I I would very much enjoy getting to mess I, with it. I have no objection to that. I have many. I'm just flipping through things on the dashboard now that this is mine and, and exploring the details <laughs> of this car. I'm still listening, though. Yeah, let's hear your pitch. It just depends on what exactly you want us to do. I've got my dad to think about in this, too, but if it's something within our power... Oh, sugar, I'll, I'll tweet every ride or die I take for the rest of my life. I'll... <laughs> I'll put you on blast in the best way. Um, that's excellent. I would like to discuss the possibility of trapping Persephone for some time. Our kind are not easily killed. And in fact, I don't know of a case of that happening permanently. But Persephone, their generation is only one step removed from the Titans trapped in your Tartarus. That sounds miserable to me, but is not something I'll ever have to worry about. If you trap Persephone in Tartarus for me, mm -hmm. I will pay you this wage. It doesn't matter to me when she's rescued, just that she is put there and you don't rescue her. Hold on. Now, hold on. Because the bartender makes an oracalcum coin to be a bartender, and we're going to try and trap a second generation god in Tartarus. I don't fully understand how this evens out out of fairness she's kind of like an information hub for a lot of people i think the bartending's just kind of a front and this is doing a pretty big favor for candy too also denise is doing it for a year or so we'd be doing this for however long it takes us to put her in tartarus oh yeah we'll get this wrapped up by lunch yeah you guys are hugely optimistic and and can i say something i love it but i don't agree with it i'm not saying i don't think this is a good pursuit but it sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> I'm for it. I mean, he's right. It's not like we can kill her. What's she going to do? Go to hell? This is uh, this is an answer. It's it's also worth noting out of out of character again. I am no longer the car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, um, the in the setting, 
they're like gods kill each other all the time. Right. It, it just doesn't stick. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. The, people still like if you kill Zeus, people still believe in him. Right. So his, he's going to come back eventually. So it's kind of a pointless enterprise. Right. Right. And, and it just pisses people off. So there, there are usually more interesting things to do. Yeah. I mean, Candy, what have you got to lose? Your stepmom that tries to kill you is going to try to kill you more. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear how she feels. I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. So I'm in. Absolutely. I'm in. This is the most bananas thing I've ever put my hand in for, but yeah, why not? Hey, you got a car out of it, at least. I know, and I mean, mostly it's just like, you guys are my weave, so I don't see how I can say no. Boop, hand in. <laughs> Benny's coming to the party, that and I put my not, hand in. Don't, not that. You gonna dance with not me what we're doing. down in Tartarus. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet Oh that. my God. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so the uh, with the the pact having been made, um, Ryder's presence leaves the car, uh, the the SUV. I guess it's uh, it's under your control. And um, one thing to note is uh, if you don't have a Reaper, it's a little tricky to get to an afterlife. A lot of times you have to like hitchhike along with someone who's just died. Um, but you have a Reaper, a Reaper who could probably bend some fate to make this work because that's your zone. Just depends on if you if there's something you want to do before you go to hell or I'm just like, all right, so what am I typing in the GPS? Um just set it for eighty eight miles an hour and I'll do the rest. <laughs> And she's just giggling. That's not a location. I sh I'll shrug and do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't do it. Oh. So what you don't realize is she's just going to steer it into a wall. <laughs> um, We're all going to the afterlife. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, we should come up with a plan. I wonder if I can even just invoke dad to bring the dogs back and get us in that way. What could the Maybe could the dogs even just lead us back? Like, do they know the way home? That's an excellent question. Good dogs go home. Uh, I've still got two uses on that dog whistle. Can I? <laughs> yes, you do. Like, get us out on the street and give it a blow and be like, go home. And then each of us, like, hold on to one and see what happens. I don't see why not. That's wild. But <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> okay. Let's have, um, boy, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, dog whistle is good. Let's let's put a sway someone on it, okay. and uh, and see where we end up. Uh, <laughs> that would be a thirteen, and you get a thread. Oh my! Oh yeah, and I get a thread. Okay, so the four of you go now. You're you're running alongside the dogs. Is that if they're big enough? I I had originally kind of said holding on to them, but we could also just ride them. climb on one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they they take off through the streets. Um, there's a lot of close calls of like, oh, we're going to run into something and they, they veer off or weave through. And um, finally, you find yourself in a part of the city that you're not familiar with. And then there's an alley and another alleyway and under, you know, under a bridge. And before you know it, it's, this is gradually turning into, you know, the color drains out of the scenery. Um, there's gray ash drifting in the air and it gets even warmer, but dry as it starts to rain in the city uh you pass beyond the barrier into um the realm of hades um not the person but <laughs> the the realm of hades and um you are on a precipice you're looking down over uh two distinct supernatural landscapes one is the sort of gray smoky landscape of the underworld or the, the afterlife i mean and the other is the, the rolling, you know, golden hills and fields of Elysium, the home for heroes, right? People who've uh, earned uh, the, the good afterlife. And there's also the Hades version of folks who didn't do so well <laughs> to, to earn their way into Elysium. You can head off into either. When you arrive, the hellhounds, uh, unless you stop them some way, they're... They're trying to like get away from you and head towards the uh, Hades side of things. Um, you could follow them; that's not difficult to do. But they are like they're they're trying to sort of go in that direction. So if that's good, that's easy. If you want to go to Elysium, they're probably not going to go with you. 
Um, I think we need a game plan here. Yeah, we did not do the part where we figure out how to trap a god <laughs> in hell prison. And you make a bunch of stuff. Just make like a portal or something. We'll push her through. Someone kneel behind her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be me because I can go invisible. <laughs> just keystone cops. It. I mean, this may go south, but, you know, my dad's all about appropriate punishment. We could even approach him about it and say, look, she's doing this. Like, can we get a favor or resource something to, to help us out to do this, knowing that it's just probably going to be a short lived punishment for her? And I mean, it might not go terribly, but yeah, hell yeah. Get dad to throw her in there. You know, your family dynamic better than me. Uh, would I have a sense if that's nonsense, if like he would absolutely be like, hell no, I'm not doing that to my wife or you would know. Yeah, you would know either way. And it's almost certain that he wouldn't do something directly, but it's probably worth asking or at least okay. maybe getting some advice. Sure. But like, he definitely wouldn't go like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll help you lock her up. Like he's not going to do that. <laughs> sure. It's also right. Like they have a really contentious relationship and it, yeah, it, he'll, he'll listen to you probably. I will not throw your stepmother into that prison, which I keep the key on my mantle next to the coffee cup. <laughs> okay, then I think uh, I'll advise us to just keep riding the pups to uh, back home towards dad. Sure. As you uh, begin to pass through the realm of Hades, you, you see this you know huge, sort of stark, spiky castle in the distance. Um, and uh, as you approach, you know, okay, yeah, that's definitely where we're going. But as you're traveling, traveling through the land of the dead doesn't come without a cost. There are spirits and and ghouls and, you know, this is this is the punishment place. This is not the good place. And you, you have some options here. We can fight our way through some of this. We could try to sneak your way through some of it. The hounds don't realize that there's like that there's something to fight, right? They're just on a beeline. And they're also probably not going to help you fight. Right. Because they don't like register that there's a problem, right? They'll just keep going. They're also not sneaky. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't have to. So there's definitely either some conflict or some sneaking or maybe a third option that I haven't thought of. But um, I'm, I'm open to your choices. Um, I feel like that uh, if we come across any conflicts or anything, I could confidently take them out with my bow, if anything, as we're trucking along. What do the spirits down here look like? People who are here, do they look just a little washed out or are they very clearly like just the essence of people or um, there's a there's a bit of, you know, wispy spirit type people. Um, there are also just some people in in rags wandering around, probably those who have actually like the humans who sort of came here and this is where they wound up. Um, but they just sort of wander around, not noticing what's going on around them. But then on top of that, there are also these these sort of ghoul type creatures who are, you know, long arms with, with clawed hands and they look like misshapen, like they used to be people. Right. Um, but they've, they've been here too long and they've gone around the bend and they are not people anymore. And they are now a tool for punishment and, uh, misery. So going through them is not, uh, yeah, you know, they're probably not going to be missed. Well, Reaper, um, I mean, could you just make it look like you're ushering three newly found bodies or spirits or whatever to your dad? So we're doing get help. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, can we make it look like you are like, oh, I'm just making a delivery. Um, I mean, I think I could sure try. Um, would these things, are they f too far gone to essentially try this? What will be to try the penance stare to stun them? Yeah. The, the ghouls are beyond any sort of, uh, uh, that sort of like they're beyond sort of guilt yeah. and fear and, and that they, they are fear, right? They're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess what I want to try to do is just think through, cause I feel like this is, this is unusual for me. This is not exactly how I would drop off a soul. Right. Yeah, um, normally you just drop them at the gates and they figure out what, you know, somebody else yeah. sends them the Elysium or the bad place or, right. You know, um, and as they're, you know, your, your hounds are, are running along and you see these ghouls almost galloping, kind of like, um, well, their arms are so long, they sort of run like apes, right? The, nice, like, yeah. On all fours. And it's this, just this horrendous 
movement that's awful to even look at. Horrifying. Yeah. You know what always terrified me are the freaking wheelers from Return to Oz. Hells yeah, dog. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically that kind of body shape. Nice. Um, could I essentially try to access my just Rolodex of memory of having been here and dealing with my father before oh, yeah. to get an idea of the safe path or the, you know, the easiest way to traverse this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming you're on that, right? Like you've, you've been here before. You know where to go. Yeah. Um, you're on the road to to the castle, right? So that you're on the most direct path. Um, if you wanted to hop off the road and try to get through, you know, there are ruined buildings and, and, you know, dead trees and there's all kinds of places you could try to go through unseen. Um, you're also in, you know, big open space where if you wanted to just kind of cut your way through the ghouls, that's an option. Okay. But yeah, you, you definitely know where you're going. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of if we want to fight or sneak, I think. The direct confrontation has never been my thing. So I, you're more than welcome to fight, but uh, I'll just maybe meet you there. Um, no, I mean, I think that's fair. I think maybe overall being sneaky is the better option. I just, I can't affect these ghouls the way I can affect people. So I'm not really good at either. I kind of stand out and don't have a great way to hurt these. Well, I do. And I produce my bow. And if we need to hurt them, I got it. Okay. I'll stick with Elwyn then. I flip out the knife on my Leatherman. I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is what I got. Let's duel. And, you know, for the record, demigods don't need, uh, you don't have to have an epic weapon to be able to fight. You know, you can, uh, you can do smite your enemies Demigods do two harm uh, without a weapon in hand uh, and then kind of wing it from there. But um, I also understand wanting to keep a low profile. So it sounds like three of us are going to continue the gallop while. (laughs) Yeah, I think I kind of vanish into the ruins and see if I can make my way there without having to get into a scuffle. And you're um, just you're using your jumper ability. I think I'm using my larceny ability that lets me do my weird when I sneak and yeah. that kind of stuff. Well, let's let's roll that first. Let's see how that goes. Well, not good. <clears throat> uh, that would be a six. Okay. Um, since you're moving on your own, I don't think there's a chance for a provide aid here. Unless anybody has an idea. Yeah. I, I don't know how to do that. I'm not. I mean, with the exception of me making sure that before he galloped off and disappeared that I made sure to be like, this is the path you go here. Once you get to this building, don't go through this dark tunnel, go through this dark tunnel. Like I tried to give him as detailed of a roadmap as possible before he bounced. Yeah. You know what? I'm open to that. Let's, let's uh, roll your plus the tangles that you have with Draven. Okay. That is eight. Okay. Draven, you get your plus one. To take you to seven. All right. And you uh, you carry on with um, with your plan, and you realize uh, you're you're on the right path, but you're in a little bit of a bind. There's some bigger open space than you were planning for. You realize you didn't follow the directions exactly. Yeah. You can see how to get back onto that path, but you would have to use your jumper ability. Um, to to skip over some dangerous bits. Uh, or you're pretty sure you can see another path that is almost certainly going to loop back onto the correct path. It just kind of goes up and around, and there are no ghouls up there. And from here, it looks like it's going to angle back onto, you know, where Candy told you to go. Um, or alternatively, you could try to backtrack. I think that... I would probably try to backtrack. Like, as soon as, like, huh, I think I'm lost in hell. <laughs> can i retrace my steps guess i'm gonna do that <laughs> okay yeah that's fine yeah you, you know with your seven you you're able to retrace and back up and and figure out where you went where it went wrong um it just might cost you a little bit of time but that might not matter we'll we'll you know yeah uh see what comes up with the group traveling through it also might be okay. that they draw a bunch of fire for you um, so <laughs> you three are traveling along and you can see the ghouls galloping in their, you know, horrific way. Uh, they're trying to close the distance with you. Um, not a, they're definitely within bow range. I definitely want to give them a volley then. Okay. Um, let's roll smite your enemies. 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, first off, I got doubles. That's wonderful. And with my plus three judgment, since I'm using Fight Smarter, I got a 11. Nice. Okay, so you get to pick three things. If you want to deal harm, you have to pick the exchange harm option. So that's one of the things that's a little different in this game is when you do smite your enemies, you don't have to pick exchange harm. Gotcha. Uh, It's an option. Now, normally that would mean you both take harm. They're very far away and don't have a ranged weapon. You have a ranged weapon. There's no way for them to do harm to you. So um, that's a very safe shot that you took. Um, And you can pick two of the things on the list that aren't uh, what was listed in your move. Uh, Protect yourself and crush them. I cannot do those two. Right. I think I want to make an opening. So plus one forward to an ally who follows your lead. Uh, And do I get to pick who that goes to or? Sure. Okay. Well, uh, since I get to choose three from the list below, I'll just give plus one to both of them. And then... Well, one of your options still has to be exchange harm so that you're dealing harm to the enemy. Okay, well then, uh, and then exchange harm. Yeah, okay. And so you give uh, Candy and uh, Benny uh, a plus one forward to get through this. That's correct. Yeah, great. So you're riding along, you're, you know, just letting off arrows left and right. Let's check in with Benny. Yo. How is this trip for you? Interesting. (laughs) Enlightening. Mm -hmm. Terrifying. I have no equipment, so I feel naked. So your workshop is mobile, right? Yes. Uh, The implication with that game-wise is that it's you're supposed to be able to take it with you. Um, I don't know what that means for the white van in hell, but... um, I definitely want you to be able to have your tools available to you because you you have all the check marks to have that. I mean, I have my epic tool. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't figure, like, not having a bottomless bag, I couldn't figure how to have my workshop mobile and, like, you know, yeah, well, hand carryable. I'll just say you, you have a good assortment of tools with you that, you know, that you could sort of scoop up and pack in a hurry because... Uh, taking the artisan's tools away is not nice. (laughs) I've just got like a messenger bag with the Uh, essentials. Has something in the past, have you essentially built a button onto your van so that you have a PIM tank keychain? Well, now. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I was thinking more of a George Jetson. He presses a button and it folds it up into his briefcase. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome too. That works too. As far as galloping along on the back of a hellhound, uh, that, that may not be your immediate uh, option. <laughs> That's true. But you definitely proceed with the fact that you have your resources available to you, um, at least to some extent. Uh, okay. I mean, I think I want to then start pulling some of the little materials out of my bag as I'm galloping, like trying to keep my balance and get the things that I need out. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I want to basically craft a little, like, sentry gun. Okay. Something that will start targeting things and shooting at them as we go. Cool. So your craft, you want to have, oh, probably harm and long range again? Yes. Okay. Let's uh, Let's roll your crafty. Uh, I mean, again, good news, I got doubles. Bad news, it's ones again. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to have to take a Herald hard move. That's, that's Snake Eyes in hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seems like we're going to have to make something happen here. That is the dopest band name ever. <laughs> Snake Eyes in hell. Also the best episode of G.I. Joe I've ever seen. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. So... Benny, I'm going to give you a choice even on your six minus here. Um, either you, um, you, you're going to get this turret built either way, but there's a version where you get it built and it's going to be able to, you're going to be able to use it pretty quickly, but you're also going to draw the attention of almost all of the ghouls or you, you kind of fumble the process. This thing's taking way longer to get it put together than you thought. And the, the ghouls will be less threatened by you. Uh, and, and just know, like, I'm going to take my hard move on top of your choice, but uh, I'd like to let you kind of direct where my hard move is going. So is that, I mean, is that me picking the two bugs, like just the two bugs I, I choose are kind of going to dictate which of those happens? Yeah, we should definitely pick the bugs. I forgot about that part, too. 
And don't forget to duck. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I'm going to go with, so as far as like drawing attention goes, loud and inaccurate. <laughs> That's terrific. Okay. Uh, what did you imagine this thing looking like? Um, I mean, I, I imagine it looking like uh, like Torbjorn's turret from Overwatch, kind of. Mm, mm-hmm. Kind of like um, perching on the back of the hound with you or um, on your shoulder? Uh, no, that, yeah, like kind of sitting in my lap. Cool. Yeah, so I, I think the three of you are riding along. This, uh, this turret is sort of clanking its way. It's basically started trying to fire, but it's not loaded with anything. And it's just going... is just this echoing metal on metal harsh sound that's reverberating across the landscape of this extremely quiet place um you know aside from the howls of the damned and all that um this this mechanical clanking is just echoing across the the fields of the dead you know, as you're sort of freaking out, trying to get this thing to, like, no, no, stop doing that. Do the, get, get the ammunition in there. Um, you're distracted as one of the ghouls uh, gallops up alongside, slashes at you uh, with its, its nasty black claws and um, attacks you for, for two harm. Uh, unless you have some armor. I do not. Okay. Uh, so that's two harm on the harm track. I should say... Um, uh, if you get through a fight with three or less harm, you're not really injured, right? And you're just going to, like, heal that harm up real quick. Um, if you get into four or more harm, you're genuinely injured. And also we have to start looking at the grievous harm move. So you're not too banged up yet, but you got scraped, and uh, this thing is keeping pace with you. Um, the only thing that seems to keep it from dragging you off the hound is it it flinches at the horrible noise your gun is making. It just seems like all of these ghouls hate the noise you're making and they're real interested. All right. Well, that's not nothing. (laughs) Um, So that uh, doubles roll actually gets me my fifth thread. Oh, nice. So Uh, did you want to spend those? uh, I mean, can I just do that now in the moment? Yeah. Hmm. This seems like the moment. I do, but I don't know on what yet. So next time next time you address me, I think I'll have an answer for you. Yeah, sure. Take a second with that. Um, let's check in with um, Candy again. Okay. Um, I think as they had been galloping up, even like before, you know, it caught up to slash at Benny, um, I had turned around like facing backwards as we're galloping along and I have the phone out and I've got video going and i'm like i've got it zeroed in on the closest ghoul so she's going hey hey city goers it's candy so today's uh shenanigans i am galloping through hell and look at this goofy looking bastard that's coming up he's gonna get close and i'm gonna see how hard i can backhand this son of a bitch you guys ready for this (laughs) and yeah she's just kind of waiting for anything to get close enough to try to hit yeah it it closes in it probably just wants a selfie but i don't know (laughs) and uh you do have the plus one forward from that uh from that move. The oh, that's one right. didn't help any very much. Oh no, certainly not. Yeah. Okay, well we're gonna see what we get here. Oh my. <laughs> that's, is that a good oh my or a bad oh my? A uh, little bit of a good. Okay. It's doubles. Oh boy. The bad is it's exactly the same thing that happened oh, no. to Jake. <laughs> so snake eyes in hell. Elwin, your bonuses are a curse. I am literally never going to give them extra plus one forwards ever again. Um, and also exactly like Jake, because I have gotten my fifth thread as well. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's probably a good thing. Um, although I think, uh, I think, you know, the standard, the ghouls close in, um, they slash at you for two harm and we'll, we'll get cr- more creative with them next time because they've just now closed the distance. And it looks like they're, they're grabbing for you, for both of you, right? They're trying to, like, pull you off of the hounds. The hounds seem not at all interested in the ghouls. Okay. They're not, like, afraid of them. They're also not going to attack them. They're just like, oh, whatever, we live here too. That's <laughs> um, So not super helpful in that. Okay. Let's, uh, let's check back with Draven. Draven, you've backtracked. You found the trail you're supposed to be on, and you see the hounds racing ahead. Do you have your hound with you still, or did you leave it to go off by itself? I, I think it probably got left behind. Okay. 
So it's probably just running with the three of them, actually. And so I just see... Uh, yeah, you see them running off. The whole pack of ghouls is chasing after them. Um, it's almost eerie that there's no dust cloud, right? It seems like there should be all this dust thrown up around them, but you can see them very clearly through the... Even though it's this, like, smoky, gray environment, um, you can see them even from here almost, you know, what, like a quarter mile away, practically. Okay, so do I hear the clacking sound of that metal? Yes, they can hear it in Valhalla. Okay, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to use, oh, you mean this gate key, uh, and I'm going to pull out a noisemaker that I think will be louder than that one. Oh and I'm going to set it on the ground and turn it on. I'm basically, I'm trying to draw the attention of those things away from Benny with this noisemaker. So is this something you're imagining you could like, you could turn it on and leave it? Or is it something you have to operate? Uh, I think it's something that I would turn it on and leave. Okay. If I can. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could do like an air horn bomb. You just like yeah. pull the pin <laughs> and the air horn is on and just toss it. Yeah, I think that can work. Um, let's do um, uh, kind of a, a wild sway someone. All right. Just just to see how that goes. Um, we could either do that or we could do weird if you want to try to bend fate and then pick boons and banes. Um, um, I think I'm going to try. Oh, boy. It's up to you. I like the idea of using weird, but I probably should sway someone. I feel like that is more likely to draw them away. Um, then I, I don't think I'm trying to aid them in battle or, or, you know, heal them or any of those things. I think I'm just trying to cause a distraction. Uh, 10. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, this thing blasts, um, you managed to get it away from you. So it's not being drawn to you as well. And you peel off at least half that pack of ghouls is like, Oh, that's loud too. Let's go get it. Um, okay. And it almost seems like, you know, you're getting a better kind of bird's eye view of their behavior. And it seems like they're going after the noise in general. Uh, like that, like make it stop being loud, right? Is their sort of overall motivation. Um, and you have enough time to scramble up and, you know, through this burned out building and down, back down into the path you were supposed to be on the, the first place. But um, those ghouls are rushing back the other okay. way. A bunch of ghouls are still chasing the hounds, but way, way fewer, much fewer uh, are, are on the pack. Elwin, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I would like to put another arrow into any of the ghouls that are attacking my friends. Yeah, I think that's great. And, you know, for the record, this, this is kind of a, a group monster. So, you know, your first attack took out several ghouls and... Um, okay. This one probably will, too. That's what I was going to actually ask you, because in Dungeon World, you can attack, like, multiple characters. I didn't know if we could do that here as well. Yeah, so. it's more that this character is like a mob, right? Uh, it's it's a okay. kind of monster type in Demigods. Yeah. Gotcha. So we're just reducing the size of the mob then. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, I will roll that then. That's an 11. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, this just these incredible shots. You're picking off the the rest of the ghouls that are chasing the hounds, and uh, so you you have to pick exchange harm, which fortunately they can't really attack you back. Done. I mean, they are running up on you, actually. Yeah, they did close that distance. Uh, so I think you you are going to have to take two harm from them coming in, but fortunately, all of these ghouls are you you drop them down, and I think. Probably what happened was you were firing, you're trying to protect your friends, and there was this one that was right up on you that you were looking past it, right? And then and then you just, like uh, Legolas with the cave troll, you know, just like <laughs> right down in his stupid noggin. Nice. <laughs> uh, and um, and you're, you're past the ghouls. So all three of you have two harm, I think? I believe so, yeah. Okay. I think we can jump this forward a little bit, unless anyone has a, a specific... I think I would just jump back to the group once I see the ghouls are away from them. Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, Draven, you, you have a lot of room to maneuver at this point where the ghouls are chasing the air horn. The other ghouls have been shot down or run off. Um, the um, uh, a turret finally comes online and also starts, you know, picking off some straggler ghouls. And uh, you all managed, you know, Candy, you managed to sort of get everyone on track. I'm like, no, 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 we need to take this road and get past the Lake of Blood and, uh, <laughs> you know, head up to the gate. Yeah, the lake house is nice, but not this time of year. Um, 
the four of you pass through the gates of Hades Castle, and it's pretty clear to all of you, this is not the sort of thing just anybody can walk through, um, but the four of you with candy are able to enter. And when you do, the entire environment changes. It's much more uh, sort of a palatial manner. You know, everything is is uh, fine with ivory and gold. Well, not literal ivory, but, uh, you know, gold and silver and, and just everything is fancy. It's not sunny. It's still dark outside and this place is lit by you know candle and and um, flame sconces and things like that but it's immediately nicer it's clean and at the entrance not even you know inside the castle is this enormous figure it's hades there's no question about it um the Greek gods always love being bigger than everyone. Um, and, you know, Hades presents himself as this sort of nine foot tall giant, you know, spiky crown and black iron armor, great big sort of machete weapon on his back. He's standing there, arms at his sides. Well, daughter, you've brought some interesting friends home. Yeah. Hi, dad. Demigods is a fast-paced take on mythology, pulling from any pantheon or belief system you can imagine. Plot the arc of your ascension to godhood while you battle mythological creatures and villains in a modern world. Using the Powered by the Apocalypse game system, Demigods brings mythology to life in the style of American Gods, Good Omens, and the Percy Jackson series. Demigods by Jason Mills is available on Kickstarter until August 8th. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. Hey, Dad, I've got a question for you, and it makes me really frustrated. Mikey, the stars are wrong. We jumped two and a half times farther than we were supposed He's to. He's not a robot, right? He's an AI. They used you, yes, but they used me worse. I want to go home! How many minutes are in a while? Ask Your Father is available anywhere you get podcasts. Find out more at gideonmedia.com.